This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Masters Class, the one and only Busted Open Masters Class, the award-winning Busted Open Masters Class, and your favorite podcast for your wife, your mother, or your sister to wake up to on a Sunday morning. Today, I am joined by... Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, and Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence. Interesting topic this morning. Coming off of last week's interview with Enzo Amore, where I think me and Tommy got about two words in in 35 minutes, a lot of fans hit us up on the old Twitter machine wondering how exactly do you go about working with other talent that you've never been in the ring before. Enzo yesterday was at a New Japan show in which there were AEW talent, Triple A talent, Impact talent, Ring of Honor talent, talent from all over the world who came together at the ECW arena and found themselves fighting, wrestling, working with each other for the first time and how exactly you know, you go about it. How difficult is it? What's the game plan? What's the strategy when you're in the ring with somebody you've never really met before, somebody that you've never touched before, never danced with before, never done a damn thing with any, you know, uh, with, with before, but have to go out there and make it work and put on a good show. So, Mark, I'm going to start with you. Now, Mark, your entire career was, uh, you know, spent in the WWE. So when it came to working with somebody that you'd never been in the ring before, how did you go about it? Or how did the WWE agents and producers have you go about it? Well, mostly, Bully, it was a conflict of styles. And being that I was in WWE my whole career uh, as a wrestler, it was big guy, big guy matches. It was good guy, good guy matches, good guy, bad guy matches. It was big versus small. It was orthodox. I wrestled the boogeyman. And the boogeyman had a very unique gimmick. And it wasn't difficult because my number one objective is to work for the match and always sell who you're working. So I, I never really had no issue. But the number one reason that I look at uh, a conflict of styles um, was when I started working Ray Mysterio. He's a luchador, I'm a big guy. He's small, I was big. He was good. I was evil. If, if, if everything that you could imagine being different, it was me and Ray. Ended up being the most fun I ever had in my life in wrestling. It was so easy. You tell the story that's set before you. And a lot of guys have issues 
with working people they never worked before because of they don't want to come across one way or the other or let the other person outshine them. I never had that issue. I don't have a confidence issue, as you can see. I'm pretty damn confident in myself. I love me some mean fully. Well, you know why that is? Why is that? Because you're different. Because I'm <laughs> the shirt. The shirt. When I'm are we getting the shirt? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. I'm different. But the first time I worked Ray Mysterio, Ray said, hey, man, um, I think it would just be counterproductive if we locked up and you pushed me off. And I said, why would you think that I would want to lock up with you? He said, well, all big guys want to lock up and push people off. I said, Ray, I can tell that you've probably watched 50 matches of me wrestle. I never wrestled nobody like you. Why would I do the same thing? I said, every time I try to lock up, you go behind, you get by, you get move out of the way, you faster than me, and leave me with something. Bow, take that with you. Oh, oh, okay. But now I got to kill you. And, and that's the story that you want to program to the people. We we forget, bully, not us, because we're well studied. And the reason we're on this show is because we take psychology and the love of wrestling before ourselves. That's why we're on this show. We're Switzerland. Now we gotta get another shirt. We're Switzerland. I don't know about me being Switzerland, I was but just I get I'm more. I'm way more Switzerland. Yeah, Bully is kind of no. like Switzerland esque. No, I'm I'm more like Death Star esque. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Switzerland. But but I'm uh, the the whole point of the conversation was we're willing to sacrifice for the better good, and most wrestlers weren't. And working with Rey Mysterio that first time was so effortless, so no stress. I came to the back after about fifteen minutes. I wasn't blown up, and I looked at Ray and I said, "Man, that was so fucking awesome." And I wanted to do it every night, but he was the champ, and I, I couldn't do it every night. Fast forward, we was able to do it for about a six-month period, and that was the best wrestling as far as my, me having fun and being happy that I ever had. Mark. Now, I, did, I did have negatives, and it was all every negative that I had in wrestling was big guy, big guy match with the exception of Paul White and Undertaker, Kane, uh, Viscera, um, that's that's about it. Everybody else I had to negotiate with. Doesn't that suck? To, I'm just like, bro, can we just do this? Like, I did this with Taker. I did this with Kane. I did this with Big Show. You, you stronger than them? You bigger than them? You tougher than them? You more, more resilient over, than them? Over than them? You more over than them? And I'm not going to mention the negatives because they don't fucking matter to me. I mentioned the good because it was good. But the big guy, big guy negativity, like, I hated it. It was, it was just sitting there all day long trying to, how am I going to massage this motherfucker? Because 
I know that we should do the right thing, but he don't want to fucking do the right thing and yada yada. And it makes him for a miserable day. But all of us have had that. And I, I, I can't wait to hear how y'all perceived it because it was always styles and working for the match to me. But the big guy heat, man, the big guy, big guy was the worst. And uh, Tommy, Tommy, um, obviously we're going to want to get your take, but you should have a pretty unique perspective, Tommy, because out of all three of us, you continue to work the most because you continue to work on a lot of independence, independence like that we might not even know about. So I see pictures of you out there on social media with guys that I have never, ever heard of. So you're probably touching um, talent, newer wrestlers, uh, you know, definitively more than me and Mark are. And guys who are nowhere near your level. So you're you're coming across talent that are ultra beginners at times. How do you go about it? Uh yeah, uh there's a lot there. Uh, I just wanted yeah. to talk about I just recently saw on the A and E Treasures episode with X Pac in China. I saw China and X Pac suplex Mark Henry. And first of all, I couldn't believe how easy Mark Henry got over for that suplex, but then the reaction of the crowd. And it's much different when, you know, that era Mark is working with a female though it's China, but he worked his ass off to get her on that level. Cause they're giving China the push, but I could not believe what I saw. And I remember seeing it live, but you don't appreciate things until you know, you're later on, you're watching. And I was like, holy crap, that was a moment. Do you remember it? I do. I remember the same thing with X-Pac. I remember the same thing with the first time uh, that I worked China in a single. Yeah. And, you know, I remember the Battle Royal started it off and it looked so good in the Battle Royal. They were like, oh shit, let's book this in a match. And and that itself tells the story. Yeah. If you see it once in a small sample size, and it should look good, and the person is willing to work for the other person, willing to work for the other person, then why not throw it in there and do something big with it? And that was one of the biggest points of my career. Me giving life to China and China giving life to me. So, man, we ended up going on dates and doing vignettes and this and that, and it, it connected to the, the whole sexual chocolate thing. Man, I, it was, without without her, I may not be the guy that I am. Mm. And the same thing with her. But also different working with a female, especially back then. Right. And there were guys that were like, man, you got, you got thrown out by a chick. I'm like, yeah. I just saw it do 315 in a bench. How much you bench? <laughs> exactly. Um, back to you. Uh, if I could look at my career coming up on the indies <clears throat> was way different than the indie scene today. There was a lot of really, really good wrestlers coming up on the scene. Or a lot of times I wrestled Taz, or even if you remember Bully, I wrestled you. 
on the indies and you also knew people where they'd be like ah that person's good or that person's the shits i always still no matter what tell the story with my lockup because if i lock up with you for the first time because current indies it's a crap shoot and a half and i lock up with you and if i see he has a good lockup then i know okay let's get to the next uh step of this i always dumb stuff down unless i you know know of somebody the other better part when people tell me who i'm wrestling there's something called the internet i can now look up their name and look up some of their matches and i do do it because i'm risking my life working with these people or i do watch way too much wrestling when i'm i'm there uh at the show because i think it's the entire experience of it where hey the crowd is all the wrestlers are just doing moves no one's acknowledging the crowd let's i'm gonna cut out this in my head because i know i could get a simple reaction if i just do this um because i'm interacting with the crowd way more than anybody and you know i'm normally last or second to last or on right before intermission that anyone else is doing it um and as you, we all know, every crowd is different. When we all would go on our UK tour, we would know what they like in London is way different than they like in Germany. It's different what they like in Italy. It's different what they like in Switzerland. So we're changing all our matches. When we would go to Japan, we would all, and this is for WWE, the smart ones would get more false finishes in because you know they're going to react as opposed to even though we're WWE superstars, we're also paying homage to the Japanese tradition, and they're going to like that even more when we do stuff like that. Um, I have I have wrestled everybody, continue to wrestle everybody. I you know remember I hate the match because I was so young and wanting a job with All Japan and the matches you could see it on. YouTube, me versus Tawei. That was my first night in all Japan. And I'm told to finish by the referee. And I'm not told anything, never met the guy. I see my opponent in the ring and told I'm going to lose to a chokeslam. Cool. And then we had to tell the international language of professional wrestling. Uh, there was way too many lockups. Me also trying to get a job. I'm super light which thank God for Steve, Dr. Death Williams was able to smarten me up and start being, Hey man, you got to be snug. If you want to get a job, all this stuff, every day is a learning experience. ECW, everybody was a good wrestler. And I know that I'm not saying that because of my love for ECW. There was everybody from the first match to the last ma to the last match. Everybody was a good wrestler. And if they weren't a good wrestler, they were a good brawler and everybody fit that, mold where we could get in there and go and entertain the people. Then I leave and I go to WWE. Uh, WWE, once you're on the main roster, most of those guys are really, really good. I also got the, well, we're going to bring you on live events and you're going to wrestle people who aren't ready or to teach them or do that stuff. That was a lot harder. And that's where live events were key. Uh, leave, go to impact wrestling, impact wrestling. Majority. Everybody was really, really good. 
now back to current state independent wrestling. Independent Tommy, wrestling. Can I, can I yep. ask you something? Sure. Did you ever have the stigma from the WWE or WWF uh, marks for themselves that when y'all came from ECW, they were under the impression that it was a lesser brand of wrestling and, and they didn't want to do certain stuff for you? Because I had that conversation with a couple of guys at ECW, one being Devon and one being Rob Van Dam, who said that people didn't want to fucking do shit for them. And I, I was like, who? <laughs> like, tell me who. But yeah. I didn't have to fight their battles because they were Devon and Rob Van Dam. They were able to fight their own battles. But I wondered if anybody else went through that. Me and Devon went through it first. Yeah, he was telling me that it was because of public enemy. And then we were all deemed this. Here's one thing that it still bothers me today. This regional promotion known as ECW, this Philadelphia based promotion. And I was just like, um, how many times do we sell at the Hammerstein? Uh, Chicago sold out this arena. Uh, Minnesota sold out the St. Paul Civic Center. Um, looking back and like all these venues that we would go to and constantly do great business in. And, and I mean, I have my book. I can look at how many times I was just in Louisiana. We, that was our first four day loop in Louisiana that had nothing to do with um, that. When you went to WWE, yeah, everybody did have that trepidation because again, the locker room was much different. I remember my first my first day was San Diego and it was me and Taz versus the APA. And I, you know, Taz kept telling me, work light with these guys, work light with these guys. These are the testers. These are the testers. I work super light. I get in the back and I get in trouble for why you're working so light. And I got it by my agent. And I was like, oh, well, I was doing what I was told. By who? We didn't tell you that. Next day, totally different match. And, you know, John and and Ron, I mean, we had worked with Ron before. But there, I mean, it's just, it's honestly, when I, I talk about sports and the sports entertainment, that's the sport aspect. I played for a different team and then now I play for a newer team and I have to learn and I have to, it's either sink or swim. And that time, if you remember, Mark, there was everybody from WCW and there was everybody from ECW and there was everyone from WWE. So it was a lot of guys. I mean, I had a 12 year career there. I would say I, I swam. I didn't, uh, I wasn't world champion, but I had a long career there and could have gone back, but I chose not to. Um, so was there that perception? Yes. And there still was, that could be a whole other master's class. Um, current state of Indies. Uh, when I say, yes, I dumb it down. It's always the lockup and unless I've worked with you or unless I've watched your stuff. And I also ask the person, Hey, what can you do? What do you do? I always say, don't do anything to impress me. Like if I say, Hey, go do your 450 on me and you don't do a 450, don't do a 450. Or I'll tell people, well, I've never wrestled you. I don't know you. I'm not going to do those things. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I don't want to get hurt. I don't want you. I don't know your skill level. Um, and the indies is much different. Like there are people who are good. There are people who are bad. And this isn't just basing Tommy Dreamer. This is across the board. 
There's people that just want to do way too much. There's people that want to do way too little. I am, you know, I, I was actually just having this story with um, Wahoo McDaniel's wife about the first time I met Wahoo McDaniel, because my generation, when you walked into a locker room, you didn't like walk up to people and be like, hi, my name is you had your head down and it was speak when spoken to. And when I said that, his wife's like, uh-huh. That was the respect factor thing. And that was just like, you know, we all get met by thousands of people every week. And then, you know, even on the indies, it's just different. You know, I'll be having a conversation. I'll personally walk up and just interrupt it. And I'm like, dude, you would have been kicked out of the locker room back in the day, but you have to adapt or else you're going to be the stupid grizzled veteran that doesn't adapt. Um, and, I, hey, I disagree with that. Because you if you're adapting to the way the locker rooms are being run today, you're adapting to something that is wrong for the wrestling business. I don't mean adapt. I don't mean if somebody's waiting there to say, greet you, and you're like, who the F are you? Get out of my face because you're interrupting while I'm going over a match, or why do I need to meet you? Then you're a dick. No, you can explain to that person right there, and this can be an entire uh, uh, different yeah. master's class, but any young wrestler who comes up to introduce themselves while you are in the middle of a conversation is being rude and has not been broken in the right way. You don't have to interrupt a conversation just to introduce yourself because now you're being selfish. You're just trying to be that fake humble like, oh, sir, how are you? I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Joey Speed from Ohio. Thank you, sir. Fuck off. Wait until I'm done with my conversation, and then I'd be more than happy to meet you and greet you in the appropriate way. That, we, I mean, I as also... veterans, when we succumb to the way locker rooms are being run today, and we when we succumb to the way wrestling is being run today, are doing our part to water down the business and not make it better. That's just my opinion. Uh, I agree. That does not happen in Impact Wrestling. Um because we're there to police it. I'm a rental and I get it, but that's also common sense. Just like when I, sense I said, is not that common anymore in the wrestling business. No, it's not. But when it's done right, and hopefully people can learn from this master's class. Um, and yes, that's a completely, we've already done an etiquette one uh, that, but you basically don't interrupt people's conversation to begin with. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you see an elder person, and by elder meaning older than you, and there's no seats, and you offer your seat to that person, that person gets over with you more than anything. Um, back to the topic at hand, I just dumb it down. And if I know the person's a good wrestler, I continue. And I ask a lot of questions. I ask, who trained you? Blah, blah, blah. If I have a relationship, which I do mostly with the promoter. And then at the end, I give honest feedback to everybody that's in the match. Hey, this is where you did good. This is where you did bad. This is where, and, and Hey, I will wrestle you again, or this is where you need to learn, or you're not ready yet. You want to take this seriously. You need to do blah, 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 blah. Um, these are all real conversations I have across the board. Still something that 
I was always very hands-on. If you think about what I was in ECW, you worked with me and you moved to the next level because I was just like, this person has it or this person isn't the best. But in ECW, everyone was really good. When I worked in WWE, I kind of took that role that Al Snow had and I would work with them and they, the agents, what did you think of them? Eh, they're not bad. Or man, this guy's not good. Or this person like is really stiff or this person doesn't get it. Um, nowadays, I, I, like I said, I'm the rental. I'm there the, to draw the crowd, have a good match. And I'm going to give you my input. If I like what I, I see, I will say it. Uh, if I don't like what I see, I will say it. Or I mean, I've already gone like, Hey dude, I don't mind working for you. You need to put me in the ring with somebody better. And it's funny because when Mark would be like you know, big man, big man matches when, I mean, I've been doing Indies for a long, long time. I would hate when they would put me with ECW guys. And I'd be like, I, listen, I get for the nostalgia part of it, but me versus this person isn't the best as opposed to let us tag or let us do against two of your better wrestlers. And we'll take it from there. Except for like me and uh, CW Anderson, I just wrestled him and we still have that chemistry. And we've always had that chemistry. And I'm sure me and you bully still have that chemistry. We semi-main evented a pay-per-view. Um, but if me and Mark had one more match, I know I would go back to all my same spots that me and Mark did because I knew I would know how to highlight Mark. This is how, if me and Taz wrestled, I know three spots I would still do with Taz because I know them because we used to do them all the time. Uh, for For wrestlers out there, Trust is built and trust is gained through your work. I have seen people on simple headlock takedown take people down wrong. And I'm like, you don't understand how close you came from ending your life or becoming a, a quadriplegic because that person drove your head to the mat and while they had your head. And you know this because you teach people at Team 3D Academy. And these people are in the ring wrestling. And I'm like, and I'll sit there and cringe over that as opposed to somebody doing a big stupid dive or a 450 to the floor. So uh, these are the ways how you have to, the lockup will always be the best. And then it's the next one, the next move and the next move. For me, uh, the way I go about, working with somebody newer or somebody that I've never seen, heard about, touched before. Uh, I kind of do most of the same things that Tommy does. Uh, I might even dumb it down a little bit more. Since the inception of professional wrestling, since the days of Gorgeous George, uh, the old school recipe has worked. Shine, heat, comeback, finish. So right then and there, that's what we're going to do. Um, depend, you know, then I'm going to, then I'm going to ask the, the newer, the newer guy, uh, are you more comfortable being a heel or a baby face? Normally, if I'm being hired, like Tommy said, a rental to work on an indie, to draw a house, I'm going to be the baby face. Cause what did people come to see? They'd come to see bully Ray, put somebody through a table. That is one of the hits that they want to hear me play. So, I'll, you know, the kid will be the heel. I'll be the baby face. 
I'll cut out my entire shine on the front end. We can go straight to the heat. I'm going to let the kid get heat on me. I'm going to wait until the time is right. And then I'm going to blow a little bit of a comeback. I'm going to get the tables, bring it in, maybe let the kid cut it off. And then I'm going to put him through. And in the process of doing this very, very simple formula, the goal will be a to entertain the people and make sure they got their money, their money's worth and B make sure the guy that I am in the ring with took a step forward after the match is over, because I'm not going to be on their next indie event, but that kid will. And that kid has to have become a bigger star in the fans eyes because he worked with Bully Ray and he was able to put the boots to Bully Ray and he was able to get some good heat on Bully Ray. Despite the fact that he didn't go over in the match, in the fans' eyes, hopefully he got over. And uh, so, while you are a master, because you just did this with Black Tarus, I watched it happen. Uh, the match just aired. Tarus speaks no English or very little English. And you guys tore it up. And then after your match, what did I do? I came to you, said, hey, man, your match was awesome. You still got it. And you're like, thank you. I went my way. You went your way. And I watched it happen. And I watched the magic and the international language of professional wrestling in its purest art form happen in Chicago. And then it aired on television uh, this past week. And it was just beautiful to see. But when you're that good and someone else you can you know from that chemistry right off the bat and it's it's not even a question and i appreciate i appreciate that it's not even a question of being good it goes back to emotion loved and hated if you can command those two emotions no matter what you do in the ring is going to work the people in chicago love black tarus they hated me. So we were able to keep it stupid, uh, keep it simple. <laughs> um, you know, uh, 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 a chair shot here, a uh, 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 ladder thingy here, very simple stuff, and, and it worked. So, yeah, when I'm working with somebody, I keep it ultra simple. I'd rather throw 60 miles an hour for a strike than 90 miles an hour for a ball um thanks guys really appreciate it hope everyone who is listening to the master's class today enjoyed it hope it was educational and i hope you guys got what you needed from it uh if you're listening please give us a five star rating if you listen to it in japan give us a six star rating and if you happen to listen to it in the tokyo dome give us a seven star rating <laughs> for mark henry tommy dreamer i'm bully ray thank you everybody once again for tuning in to busted opens master's class busted open is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today